Thursday edition of Smith & Jones. Eric Smith, Paul Jones with you. And one day away from, well, a lot of people probably celebrating Christmas Eve. Not everybody, but a lot of people. Christmas Eve and then, of course, Christmas Day. The holiday season for a lot of people, no matter what they are celebrating. This is the holiday season, including today, Jonesy. I know you came late to the party, or at least late-ish compared to a lot of people. But you eventually were a Seinfeld guy. So... Happy Festivus. Yes. Do you recall yes, that, John? I was late to the party. You do? Uh, I do. Yes. I do. Uh, late to the party, but uh, was uh, I, I binged it. I could not help after a while. I got. I really got into it, and I finally understood, uh, you, albeit years later, some of the lines that some of our, our friends were using and, and the group was using. I felt like I was... I felt like people were speaking a different language, but I don't know. I still don't know if I've seen all of them, but I'm I'm up on the ones that are popular and the lines that come up, uh, the lines that come up when they're appropriate. You know, like when when Kramer says "I'm out," you know, I, that's it. I'm out. Like I I get that now. I understand because I saw the episode, or uh, when when we're in New York and and somebody would say. Oh, that's where the soup. The, what they call the guy? The no soup for you. What they call him? The, soup Nazi. Uh, the, the soup. The soup Nazi. Yeah, they they'd say that's where his place is. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, I get it now. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm late. Better late than never, though. E. That's what they say. Hey, better late than never is right. That hey, that might be a great transition into the NBA, Jonesy. Better late than never. Better to play games late than to never play games, and hopefully that's the case with the postponements that are going on, that they will be late and not never. Um, not to start with doom and gloom, but obviously the numbers that came out today, they've already been released. If you haven't seen them, then go search them yourself. But the uh, the case numbers in Ontario are extremely high today, a one-day high, a record high. But at the same time, if you look to hospitalization numbers and ICU numbers, that being perhaps the, the greater indicator, et cetera, all I'll say is just navigate accordingly, be safe, be healthy, get through the holiday season. Uh, get through the next few months, few weeks, get through life, period, and let's try and keep this thing on the rails for fellow humankind, let alone for the world of professional sports. But again, as we all know, we talked about it ad nauseum yesterday. We began the show saying, why in the holy hell is this game happening tonight? And by the end of the show, the game was not happening. The Raptors and Bulls postponed last night, but uh, five other games going in the association, the Boston Celtics coming up with a big win uh, over the Cleveland Cavaliers, winning by 10. And uh, Iso Joe got into the ball game late, as did C.J. Miles suiting up for the yeah, Celtics. So that was nice to see. And, and I wonder if we're going to see more of that going forward, Jonesy. Guys that maybe uh, um, are a little bit longer in the tooth, not just the G League dudes, the young guys that are looking for a chance, but uh, veteran players that have either had a cup of coffee in the league that are trying to get back in or veteran players that have been big-time impact players in the game that still feel like they've got something to offer and they're being afforded opportunities. Obviously, I'm, I'm using Joe Johnson as the uh, you know beaming example of that right now. I think you will see that because we always talk about it. Young guys in the league, you don't win with young guys. They can help you, but you need experience um, in this league. We always say it's a league where you have to sometimes lose before you win and learn what to do or uh, understand how things work, make a few mistakes, uh, kind of like life, I guess, before you get it right. And, uh, you know, you talk about guys like Joe Johnson, C.J. Miles, some of these guys that have been around um, may not be at peak performance in terms of uh, physical performance, 
but boy, they understand the game and they know how to play. And it's always been my analogy. Give me, if there's, if there's a game at the park and there's five kids who are 18 who can, you know, jump over clouds and there's five guys who are 30, 31 and don't run the way they used to, you know what, for the most part, I'm taking the five guys that are 30 or 31 years old just because they understand how to play. Look at Michael Jordan later in his career. All that, 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 that jumping and, and dunking and flying, it, it, it succeeded to turnaround jumpers in the post, uh, elbow jumpers in the mid-range. Same with Kobe. Same with Kobe. He got to the point where he wasn't flying through the air all the time. Up and unders, fallaways, uh, you know, walk you to a spot, pull up jumper. It, 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 it goes like that. So maybe you're going to see some of these guys coming back. Man, Joe Johnson looks in good shape, though. He I does. Watched, Absolutely. I watched the highlights last night, man. He looks, he looks like he's in real good shape. I, I, I can only wish to be in the kind of shape that Joe Johnson is in, and, I, and, and I'm not that much older than him. Um, but, again, good to see him out there last night, Jonesy. The Celtics winning that ball game. Um, I guess we could talk about an upset last night as well with Orlando beating Atlanta, but, again, Trey Young not in the lineup. And, and this, I suppose, is going to be the caveat going forward. Do we, on this show, do we agree at some point that we don't put caveats because almost every single team is missing one, two, five, six, seven, eight significant players? Like, is this just the way it's going to be now in the NBA for at least the next few weeks, few months, the rest of the season? God, I hope it's not the rest of the season. Or do we have to continue to kind of, you know, put the little uh, caveat that, well, so-and-so was missing. Oh, so-and-so wasn't in the lineup because everybody seems to be playing undermanned right now. I agree, Eric. Uh, Look, we never did before, right? I mean, this is an extreme case, but we never did before. Oh, you know, Philadelphia, yeah, but they didn't have Embiid or the Raptors lost. Oh, yeah, well, they didn't have Van Vliet. Nobody cares. It either goes as a win or a loss. It goes in the left-hand column or it goes in the right-hand column. And, and there's, no, there's, there's no special notations beside it. Oh, but they didn't have this. or that's, that's the way it is. So I guess we'll get to a point where we'll mention it, um, and that probably benefits the team that has taken the loss, that they didn't have their full complement of guys because of, because of injury slash COVID. But you still lost, or you still won. I mean, nobody's looking back last Saturday and saying, oh, you know, the, the Raptors, that, that, that blowout win over Golden State shouldn't count. Why not? Well, because they were missing six rotation guys. Hey, man, Gene Hackman, Hoosiers, my team's on the floor. Right. And that's that's the way it goes. I think we lost Eric. Uh, no, I'm back. I'm back. A, uh... I'm back. I'm back. We had, oh, a, we had a little bit. Oh, I was going to say, I, I didn't know if we should. I didn't know if we should put a uh, an asterisk on that, too. We lost E or is that. <laughs> Is that commonplace for for working from home the way it goes with all of us all the time? (laughs) Do you know what it was, actually? It was me reaching for my coffee cup to take a quick sip, and I pulled the cord my headset out of the uh, out of the device. So I was actually talking and not even knowing that I was unplugged. So usually it's, oh, sorry, I was muted. No, this time I was actually completely unplugged, which I think probably some people think it's probably better sometimes. But what I, what I was actually saying when I was unplugged thinking that you were hearing me was, it's been a while since I've heard a Hoosiers reference. You, every once in a while you pop that one out, Jonesy, and, and in the spirit of 
the holiday season. You, you, you turn on Instagram or Twitter or something right now, and the, the talk of the town is give me your top three, give me your top five, give me your number one Christmas movie of all time. I'm going to twist it on you. We've talked about it before, I'm sure, and you're not allowed, Jonesy, to give me 1A, 1B. One, is, is Hoosiers number one for you? Basketball movies. Even no. if you can't answer right now in the moment, no, I'll give you 10 minutes, but your number one basketball movie of all time. Hoosiers is in the top five. It was number one till Disney produced Glory Road, which people think is a little bit hokey. But I love it. The historical significance behind uh, you're you're forcing my hand. You're putting a gun to my back. E. That's why I'm doing it. Okay, just to save my save my broadcasting credibility here. You can't give me one A. You can't give me one B. Okay, so I'm giving you number one. The historical significance of Glory Road, where the bear, Coach Haskins from UTEP, or at the time they were called Texas Western, uh, started five African-American players in the NCAA championship against the University of Kentucky and, and the renowned, legendary Adolph Rupp and, and, you know, Rupp's runs, of which Pat Riley was one of them. And they started five white players and I believe somebody can fact check me. You'd have to be older than me to do this. But uh, I wrote a paper in university on this. And I believe the University of Kentucky was the last Southeastern Conference school to integrate its lineup basketball-wise. Dwayne Casey used to, and I used to talk about this all the time when we got a quiet moment. I think he was maybe the fifth, no, no more than 10 African-Americans had played for Kentucky before Dwayne Casey. I think he was like five or six or seven, something like that. And uh, so that movie, you know, with, with, with UTEP and, and uh, the bear Don Haskins and, and, and the historical significance of that and them winning. And, you know, as legend has it that all of those guys from Kentucky left the court without shaking hands except for one, and it was Pat Riley. And uh, so that, that would be, and again, Disney kind of, you know, they didn't, re- they, they, they kind of glossed some of it over uh, from what I've read and what I've studied, but that has to be my number one. And, and you know, Hoosiers is a true story too. We used to sit beside uh, Bobby Slick Leonard mm-hmm. um, uh, in Indiana, and he tells the story, the real story about the high school and, you know, the guy. He knows the guy that made the shot, that, that the actor, that the guy that acted the part of Jimmy Chitwood. Like those, to me, those are real stories and they are. And then number three, Hoosiers would be maybe 2A. Here we go. Or maybe 2B. <laughs> but I cannot, I cannot leave out Wesley Snipes and Billy Ho. Yeah. In white men can't jump. That 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 is classic. It takes place in California, but it's classic mm-hmm. schoolyard trash talk. Like, you know, I I remember playing. We went to the NCAA tournament once. We were in Lexington. We got into a pickup game. Five guys from Canada, and we held the court for about six games. And some guy came up and said. Are you guys a traveling crew? I'm like, no, man, we're just five cats from Canada that understand how to play. 
better than y'all down here to think you know everything about basketball. And the guy says, he looks at me, he says, y'all from Canada? I said, yeah, we schooling you too, huh? And, <laughs> and so the next team came on, and I was wearing a short that, a shirt from my old university that had a picture of uh, York, the yeoman, like the, the uh, you know, the, the people that guard the crown jewels for, for yeah. uh, the queen. And it had, you know, the, the, the emblem on the front. And we were picking up, and the guy goes, yo, I got the security guard here. So, you know, uh, he was wearing a T-shirt that said Our Lady of Peace. And I looked at him and said, yo, I got Our Lady here. How you like that? So, yeah, you got to have your trash talking game if you're playing if you're playing uh, schoolyard. And you got to be you got to be ready to take it, too, because if you're going to be given it, oh, yeah. you got to be ready to give it. You got to be able to take it and be able to play through it, too. Right. But the best is when you can give it and take it and you win. Because when yes. you win and you can give the last, the last trash talk, talking words, and say, "Man, get off the court, man! Get you, you, you lost. Get look at the score. Get off the court. Get back in line and come back when you got a team." All right, just quickly to stay on this topic, because you know what? To be honest with you, folks, we're having a little bit of fun today. It's our last show before uh, the big man comes. We're gonna be on hiatus on Friday. So make sure you subscribe to the pod. If you haven't already, subscribe to the pod. Make sure it's, it's on your list wherever you get your podcast, Smith & Jones, Google, Apple, Spotify, otherwise. Make sure you subscribe to the pod. We're going to be back on Monday with a full week of shows next week, but we're going to be off tomorrow on Christmas Eve. This is our last show. We're going to have a little bit of fun in, in the, uh, the old school Gord Stellick way. We're going to have a little bit of a Christmas party today. We're not going to be pouring the radio drinks and, and mingling because, well, you're not supposed to be gathering too much right now. We're going to keep our safe distance, but we're going to have some fun conversations. We're going to talk some Raptors. We're going to talk some NBA, but we are jammed wall-to-wall in this first hour with a bunch of basketball guests, and then it'll be coming with, with even more in hour number two as well. So we'll have a little bit of fun. So we're going to stay on this topic for a second. Didn't even know I was going here, but as you were talking, I did a quick Google here, Jonesy. And the first thing that popped up, yeah. the most recent article, there's probably been a thousand articles written on this because this is, again, these are the never-ending uh, debates and discussions that go on. Esquire, Esquire Magazine, they posted an article back in May of 2021. So this is the, the most recent one that I found, and I just clicked on it right away because it came up top. Number one on their list, white men can't jump. Now, this is Esquire. Okay. My number one. Honor that. My number one would probably be white man can't jump. So if, if now I, I'm forcing the, the gun to my own back and I, I can't give you the caveats, then fine. Number one for me is white man can't jump. Number two is Glory Road. Number three is Coach Carter. Samuel oh, yeah, Jackson yeah. and Coach Carter I thought was absolutely yeah. awesome. And I, I'm going to give you one, Jonesy. This is not in my top five. It may be in my top ten, but it's not my top five. But I just want to mention it to you because I know that, you know, generally speaking, you don't see movies, uh, you know, for about five or ten years. You know, the, the solar eclipse passes five times before you see something on TV or, or, or on, a, on a screen. It came out in the last it, year. Say that again? I'm watching games, man. Like, I don't, I don't always have time for movies in pop culture, man. So, well, okay, I'm watching games too. I just, I just don't go to bed till like four or five in the morning. I just don't sleep. <laughs> the way back. Okay, go ahead. So it came out in the last year. It's a, it's a fictional movie, and that's why it doesn't make the top. You know, because I, I, I've got a, a, an appreciation for some of these movies. You know, as you talked about a little bit earlier, um, that, that have like a historical 
significance to them. Hence the reason Glory Road is right there, right there at that. You know, it's so close to being number one. But it came out in the last year. Ben Affleck plays the character of an old high school star who ends up having okay. a lot of issues in his personal life, turns to booze, complete alcoholic, and he ends up getting offered the head coaching position at his old high school as an opportunity to make his way back, hence the name of the movie. I thought it was outstanding. I even watched it with my kid. It's okay. got some, uh, you know, a little colorful language from time to time because, you know, again, Affleck's a drunk. But, I, again, good movie. I think it's on Netflix, I think, if you if you want to look for it. But that's one for you to watch, especially if you like basketball. But, again, right. fictional story. Good. It's not it's not based on any real life or anything like that. So put it on your list. All right. Uh, it, it'll go it'll go on the list. So, so I, and, and, and for entertainment – uh, white man can't jump would be number two. I would, I, it would nose out Hoosiers and Coach Carter is in there too. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. E, while we're yeah. in the Christmas party spirit, um, yes. And I know people are listening, and we we try to give people a little bit of a smile. I want to send a hello to uh, Irene and Robert Smith in Scotland. Okay, they're uh, loyal listeners from from uh, over across the pond, and Robert had had some health issues and was in the hospital for a bit, but he's out now. He's home. He's going to be home for Christmas. And uh, I need Robert to get well. I, I really do because uh, at some point, you know me in golf, I am going over to the home of golf. And Robert lives very close to, to St. Andrews and uh, also some other great courses, golf courses, Troon and Carnasty or Carnoustie. And I need Robert to be healthy to play when I get there. So, Robert, I know you're listening, um, you know, Get well and uh, make sure your sticks are ready. I don't know when I'm getting over there. I don't know when COVID's going to let me over there or let us over there, the group that we're planning to come with. But um, I, I need I need him to get well. I just thought I'd mention that to, as we are in the season where we're uh, wishing people all the best. Well, somebody we want to wish the best to is on the line right now as well, our friend, our colleague, and a guy that's a hoop head, but also a golf aficionado as well from Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, yes. Michael, Michael Grange. Mike, how are you doing today? Gentlemen, I'm good. And I will uh, tell you, the, the way back that Affleck movie was the last uh, I watched on my last, uh, what could be my last road trip for a while. And I will say this, one of the great drinking montages I've ever seen. The scene where he's, he's, uh, he's in his... Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. And he's well, I don't really spoil anything. He's a drunk, but he's, he's got a case, of, a can of uh, twenty-four cans in the fridge. Yeah, and he places them from. So he's got a system where he has two in the freezer, and so he goes and pulls one out of the freezer, replaces that with one from the fridge, and he just kind of goes on this rotation. And I've used the technique myself now. It's excellent. <laughs> um, you know, you might want to stay shy of the twenty-four cans. Probably a bit much for most, <laughs> but you know, if you got some guests over, fridge to freezer, freezer to mouth, fridge to freezer, it's excellent. Well, and I, I, learn, I just quickly, you can learn from yeah. Well, and the key though to this Grange, as I can you know attest to from back in the college days, I don't think in my adult life, but certainly in college days, just don't forget about the ones in the freezer because then when they explode and they get all over your hot dog packages and those old buns that you forgot about and your, your, your ice cube trays, it's not a pretty sight when the beer explodes well, in the freezer. There's nothing sadder. And there's nothing yes. sadder than the frozen beer. But that's why. I mean, it's, it's, that's because I myself have had that problem. 
And I've, I've also struggled with, you know, how to get my beers at just a little bit colder. And this is it. It's just a rotation. It's a rhythm. It's like everything else in life. Once you kind of find your rhythm, get to your spots, as we know. It's uh, things are better. <laughs> uh, Grange, do you have a, uh, a top basketball movie or a list of top three, five basketball movies? Uh no, I probably don't. I'm just the worst pop. I, I, I do, but I just can't remember anything. So I would say, uh, like, the, like the way back to basketball scenes in that were actually quite good. They were they were not cringy, as my kids would say. Um, so we'll go with that. And, you know, Hoosiers, obviously, is pretty good. And, and uh, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not going to waste your time. I'll just blank. You know me. Okay, I've got one for you, though, that I know you can answer then. And then we can maybe talk a little Raptors for a couple of minutes. It's our, it's our last show before Christmas, so we're having a little bit of fun here, Grange, and trying to escape the reality of the gong show that is the NBA right now. Um, I said you're a hoop head, but a golf aficionado as well. I know back in your, your previous life where you covered even more golf than you do right now, uh, you had an opportunity to play on certain courses. Uh, your most popular or most well-known and or most, uh, you know, the, your your favorite course that you've had a chance to play on, one that you, you can flex on with Jonesy here. Because, I mean, I like golf, but it's not going to mean as much to me. But I know for Jonesy, what's the one place that you've played, Grange, where you can kind of say to people, hey, I hit my sticks on that one? Well, I did play Augusta. So, uh, you know, it's wow. hard to beat, I'm frankly. Out. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. It's kind of I feel like a bully, really. Like it's like you know, like like why even bother? But uh, I, but yeah, I did because they have a media lottery, and way back when I used to cover the Masters on a regular basis, uh, I did get my name called, which is very exciting. And the only downside, and being the, I can find a downside to playing Augusta, because that's me, um, is it's like April and I'm Canadian. It's like the first time I've touched a club in six months. And so, you know, I, I am not one who has a swing that, uh, you know, my swing is does not uh, simply go into hibernation in the winter. It's like it leaves. And so it was, it was a little bit of a scrappy round. Anyway, but it was uh, it was still pretty amazing. And uh, I heard Jonesy talking about Scotland and St. Andrews. And I got to play a course called King's Barnes. Um, yes. Literally, I think it was probably the year it opened. And I think I was in the group behind Gary Clare. And um, that was that's uh, that, and probably the um, you know the two courses in Cape Breton, uh, Cabot Cliffs and Cabot uh, Links, are would all be in my very high on my on my list of great experiences for sure. Wow, uh, that's a flex range because I'm you're you got me on all I'm zero for four there like that's. <laughs> and they're all on they're all on they're all on the bucket list uh and uh it might be especially if we can't go anywhere outside of canada it might be a drive out to uh the east coast to play the cliffs and the links and oh, no, that's, as, you gotta uh, do it. doesn't matter where you're from doesn't matter where you're from it's it, yeah. they are literally world class so uh you know you can go you can, and as i was you can told, fly all over the world or you can head out there and and you'll have yeah just as just as memorable and, and high quality golf experience. Tremendous. Well, as I was told, bring bring lots of money and lots of balls. So I'm uh, I'm arming myself to get ready to go and play out there. Yeah. Guys, have a great couple of days. When you, how, how, uh, how much time are you guys getting off? 
we're not doing the show tomorrow, but uh, we'll be back on Sunday, we think, we hope, and maybe that's where we can leave with you. What do you think? Are we playing on Sunday against the Cleveland Cavaliers? Are the Raptors going to be on the floor? Are we, are we going to be working, or are we going to have a couple extra days off? I think they'll be playing. I mean, I think uh, – well, I should say that's right. I'm presuming, really, the biggest variable, I think, is probably, you know, the, the five replacement players. Like, if they can um, keep, keep testing uh, – negative uh between now and then that's going to be big and i think there's some optimism that uh say pascal siakam delano banton uh gary trent like the guys who went into this the protocols quite you know quite early now i guess we'll go back to saturday um you know if they can have two consecutive days of negative pcr tests they can come back before the 10 days and um, you know, the Raptors are a uh, 100% vaccinated team, and it seems to be, and I'm not a medical professional, that certainly, you know, people who are vaccinated and boosted, they have much, much better outcomes. I think that's, everyone understands that now. But it also, there's some suggestion that they can kind of, uh, you know, clear, um, even if they do come down, they can kind of clear a little bit quicker. So fingers crossed for that, and fingers crossed that everyone is, Dealing with this is, uh, you know, it, it, the vaccines are doing their jobs and they're just, uh, you know, the, the symptoms are mild or non-existent. Grange, uh, we echo all those sentiments. Appreciate the time and the insight today and a little bit of fun as well, talking some golf and, and well, a little bit of movies and whatnot. Have a great holiday and we'll see you in a few days, I guess. All the best, guys. Take care. Have a good holiday. Thanks, Michael. There's the Michael best. Grange from Sportsnet, and we, uh, we bring into our little radio party right now, our little podcast party, the television voice of the Toronto Raptors, Matt Devlin. Matty D, first of all, I, I, I know you were healthy, but I hope you're doing well. And, and talking to Grange about getting back and the Raptors hopefully playing on, on Boxing Day on the 26th, you've got to be chomping at the bit. i got to imagine for, like, what, 25, 30 years, if not longer, this is probably the longest you've gone without calling some sort of event, some sort of game, some sort of something – on a on a radio or, or or television. I mean, this is this is a long gap for you, man. It is. I mean, outside of uh, going back to the stoppage of play, uh, it is a little bit different. But uh, I was all set to go the other night, and then obviously, as we learned, you know, the postponement of Chicago and Toronto. Um, but you know, that is what it is, as we know, and things change not day by day, but you know, minute by minute and second by second. And so look forward to whenever the next one is. But it, it was odd, and, and both of you know this, because you sit there uh, and you start prepping for this game and you start, you know, laying everything out. And uh, you kind of miss that when you don't do that uh, for a stretch mm-hmm. and for a period of time. I, I can only imagine, Matt, you being a baseball guy. That Eric, let me, and you too, this is the scenario. Like, you know, the winning runs, uh, it, you're down two. The, 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 the winning run comes to the plate, and it's the pinch hitter, Matt Devlin. And he steps into the box with two out, and the guy gets picked off first, and the game's over. Like he doesn't, he doesn't even get a chance. He doesn't even get a chance to swing the bat. Like you take the bat out of his hands. The NBA took took the bat out of Devlin's hands. But Matty, uh, yeah. I, I know, like Eric said, you're you're dying to get back and and get back in there. What do you think about uh, potentially playing on on Sunday on the 26th? You know, I don't know. And and go back to 
you know, that initial, you know, Monday, uh, you know, Jack Armstrong and myself, uh, per NBA uh, protocols, uh, because we tested negative, uh, you know, we'd be eligible to announce the game. Uh, but as we talked about at his stream, you know, abundance of caution, uh, we uh, did not. And, and so I, I, you know, the NBA protocols, as we know, are different from Toronto Public Health uh, and MLSE. And so when you have a game that is going to be played in Cleveland against a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers, which they've had postponements, um, I don't know. I, I really don't. And, and to begin to speculate, uh, you know, I, where, do you, where do you start, right? Um, I think that, uh, you know, for the Raptors, you know, the ultimate result of where they are today, I think we could all read into that it was probably headed this, you know, direction. Um, so when ultimately they're able to get consecutive negatives um, and continue to, to move forward, maybe it is on Boxing Day. And, and maybe it isn't. Um, and more than likely, the fact that, you know, they'll be playing in the U.S. and that, you know, that from a municipality standpoint, that may be beneficial as well. So uh, we'll see how it all kind of plays out here. And I'm, I'm no longer in the guessing game when it comes to this. Okay, I'm going to make you guess something else anyways, just for the hell of it. Matty, you don't wear a white lab coat, nor do I, nor does Jonesy, nor does most of the audience. Um, do you think that there would be any value or, or any validity in if the NBA, and I'm sure it won't happen before Christmas Day because of five games and millions of dollars to advertisers and TV contracts and everything else, but do you think there would be any value in shutting down for seven days, ten days, 14 days to allow every single player to get boosted, to allow every team to get healthy, and know that, hey, whenever we do come back, seven days, 14 days, there will still be positive cases but would you be in a better position to be able to tackle what's what's coming or what's already here if um, you're kind of starting from square one again with, again, boosted and healthy and ready to roll as opposed to trying to jump on the moving train right now? I, I agree with Adam Silver. I think that we all need to start learning how to live with this and I don't know that anything will change in two weeks. Uh, the league is 97% vaccinated, 65% uh, boosted. Those numbers continue to rise, as we know. Um, and then you get into the question, and this is something that we can, you know, have a lengthy, you know, conversation about, you know, the quality of play um, and fans, you know, spending you know, dollars to attend these games. But, you know, that's the same thing with respect to uh, Golden State coming to Toronto and not bringing half of their team. And um, is that something – and Giannis on the second night of a back-to-back -back not playing, is that something that the NBA probably needs to address? Uh, yes. Will they address that now? No. Did they think that they were – addressing it when they decided as as all three of us know they start the season two weeks earlier so there's not as many as four and five you know not as many as six and nine um, however as we know that really hasn't changed 
you know, how players are addressing that and how organizations are addressing rest days. And, um, you know, it, it continues to be the same. So, you know, that's a topic for probably, you know, the summertime and the competition committee and, and what they want to do with that, because there is something to that, right? Uh, people circle the calendar um, and people travel from all over not only Canada, but you could say the same in the U.S., uh, to come see players play. And so that's something that, you know, you know, from a fan perspective, I, I totally understand that. But from a uh, just a strict, uh, you know, question of whether or not pause, I'm, I'm not sure that a pause, you know, in theory, pause two weeks, everybody gets boosted. Hey, it's better. Uh, but we don't know that. And this, as we know, uh, has changed rapidly over the course of the last 14 days. And, um, you know, I, I'd like to think that, you know, we all understand what needs to happen and what we all need to do, right? Get vaccinated, get boosted. Um, and let's uh, continue to move forward. Maddie, go have a uh, a cold beer. It's almost eleven o'clock, or a glass of red yeah, wine, or, what, or what hey, you, you, hey, but, you, you know, <laughs> put some put some ba- you, put some Baileys in the doing, coffee. What are you guys doing, daydreaming? Mean, <laughs> Come you, on, man! It's all holiday oh, season. It's all yeah, about day hey. drinking. Let's go! Come on, we got three so days is, off. Let's go! Uh, no, no. This is what happens when you, Matt, Matt. Matt, this is what yeah. happens when Eric is off. Okay, this is what this is what, ha- and he's he's subscribing to the philosophy that well, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah, right. no, no, come on, got a lot of things to do. <laughs> got a lot of things. Hold on, a second, would, hold on. Hey, hey, Google, where is it five o'clock in the world right now? <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to both of you. Have a wonderful. Uh, Christmas with your family. Um, typically, as we know, having spent the last, you know, 30 years on the road, um, it isn't often that you get a full day at home with your family uh, at Christmas time. So yes. cherish that. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll be doing a game on Boxing Day. But if not, that's understandable given everything that is going on in the world. Um, and the best to to both of you you guys are great friends and by the way let me just say this if you don't mind jonesy you've been in the industry for a long time and eric smith you both of uh, you've been in the industry for a long time and both are true professionals and it isn't easy at the last minute uh to step in and call games on television it is a different medium than uh radio you both were outstanding um and that is no surprise Every championship team uh, that is ever successful has just a great amount and abundance of talent. And I think, and, and hopefully I can say this for fans, you know, that follow the Toronto Raptors, if you are an NBA fan and you listen uh, to NBA League Pass, we just have an unbelievable uh, number of talented people on this broadcast roster so thank you to both of you as well as amy um and leo uh, who all did an outstanding job you guys are awesome and merry christmas well 
Maddie, thank you, man. Uh, and it's, it's uh, you know, we just, everybody tries to stay in their lane, but when we need to help each other out, you know, you coming on the radio with us, E or I stepping in when, you know, they've, they've asked you or you've been uh, gracious enough and cautious enough to, to step out for, to protect other people, we're, we're good to go. It's it, like you said, it's championship team, right? Whatever you need, coach, whatever you need. Yeah. Yeah. All the best to both of you. All right, Matty, appreciate it. All the best to you and the family, and thanks for the kind words. Right. Have a great holiday, and we'll talk soon. You guys. There is See you guys. Matt Devlin, television voice of the Toronto Raptors, and we can't wait to hear him back on the call, hopefully on Sunday against the Cavaliers. We'll keep talking Raptors and, well, day drinking, whatever else comes up. When we continue on Smith & Jones. Back on Smith & Jones, Eric Smith, Paul Jones with you. We continue with our little holiday tour, bringing a lot of our uh, friends into our, our, our little Christmas show here as we spread some holiday cheer and uh, in the conversation right now from the Toronto Star, covering the Raptors in the NBA since day one, Doug Smith. Smitty, how are you today? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yes, please. Hey, Smitty, you know, you, I think you should grow the beard, man. If there's one person I could think right now that could grow a beard and go play Santa who would love to be around the children and spreading it, it's Doug Smith. Didn't they, have like, didn't they have like a movie called Bad Santa or something? Yes, yes, they did. There you go. <laughs> hey, Smitty, Bad Santa is all over the NBA right now. Like, are we ever going to play a game again? Are they just going to, like, keep leading us up right to the threshold and say, ah, no, this one's canceled too? <laughs> I, I presume the Raptors will ultimately play again. And I think there will be five games on Christmas Day. And beyond that, I, I got nothing. I got no guarantees. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I guess that's kind of where we're at, right? Nobody really knows. And, and, and no, all no. joking aside, Smitty, you don't know, I don't know. I'm going to imagine that – even those in the ivory towers of the NBA don't really know. We're all trying to navigate on this. You know, I use the analogy of the moving train 10 minutes or so, but, like, you know, even even the, the, the biggest minds and the deep thinkers, how do you know what you're dealing with right now? And we're all trying to adjust to the curveballs that are coming at us every single day. I mean, I it, it put a bunch of zeros on my paycheck, and maybe I'll handle the pressure and the, the stress of those decisions. But otherwise, I'm glad I'm not the one that has to make the call on this stuff. Yeah, me too, Eric. You know, it's a, they're hard calls every day, and there are uh, protocols and rules in place that probably need to change because of the realities of the day now that didn't that weren't the same as they were six weeks ago or seven months ago or a year ago. And they are. There's sort of there's new information, new situations, new things happening almost daily, and trying to keep ahead of them is impossible. And, it, you know, it, it's absolutely difficult. And there is no right answer. And it's it's unfair to some people and some teams, but it has to be because no one really knows, and it's ever-changing. I, I know people say, shut the NBA down, but what about the nine teams that have zero cases? What, what do you tell them? What do you tell their fans? Yeah. So you, you, yeah. you, you got yeah. – it's a balancing act that's basically impossible to do to satisfy everyone. You make your best decisions. You'll live with the consequences, and then you change as circumstances around you change. Smitty, and, and to that note, Eric and I were talking about it, how, I mean, we don't put any kind of notation on a win or a loss when there's an injury. And you got to, like Adam Silver says, this is not going away. When teams get nicked with it, 
you've got to basically treat it like an injury. You know, so the Raptors blow out the Santa Cruz Warriors on Saturday night, yet the Celtics on the night on, on the Friday night, the night before, are going, What the hell? They had six more rotation guys in when we played them and they beat us, right? And and it's it's going to be this ongoing ongoing thing and the luck of the draw going forward as to who's in the lineup or who's not in the lineup when you play a team. I'm, look at the Orlando Magic. Can't win a game. Suddenly they've won two in a row and Toronto would have been in the middle of those two wins. And, and I mean, if you're the Raptors, you're thinking, well, that could be a win, but but who knows now? Like nobody knows with the way the lineups are. Yeah, and that's going to be, you know, it was a fact of life last year. Last year was... You know, it was odd in Toronto because it was in Tampa, and we didn't really, we didn't see it, so we didn't feel it quite as much. But it was the same way last year. The Raptors needed to muddle through and couldn't, and it cost them basically the season, which they shut down after the outbreak of COVID in March. So, yeah, it, there's a lot of luck involved, and there's a lot of, and it's luck that you can't really, uh, you can't fight it. You can't try to, to um, get away from it. The Raptors have been as careful with their testing protocols and their masking and their distancing and the way they've handled the organization as any any business in Canada, I, I would suggest. And they're still getting bit. So you can do everything right, and it turns out wrong. It, it's, it's a weird, unfair, unprecedented time. All right, Smitty, we were going to do no heavy lifting on the show today. We we're going to have some fun. Good. It's our Christmas party. It's our last show before the holidays, and we're doing too much heavy lifting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it with this. All right. Quick hits today. We had you on about a year ago to pump up the book that is still available, still out there. You can always get it wherever you get your books, Amazon, Indigo, wherever you get your books. We the North, 25 years of the Toronto Raptors. Doug Smith's book came out a year ago. It's still selling like gangbusters. Go buy the book as a last-minute holiday uh, present for whomever if you're still looking for something. But, Smitty, I throw it to you after I plug your book. What's a book? Give me an author. Give me somebody that's on your list to either buy, you've already bought, or you've already read it, and you're telling folks, go buy this one, if it, of course, isn't your own. <laughs> well, outside of my own, no problem. I would I would suggest that, that uh, um, Toronto, uh, Canadian basketball fans, they want to buy Jack McCallum's book, Seven Seconds or Left, less under the, on the Steve Nash Phoenix Suns. Yes, and I think overall basketball fans, you got to read um, David Halberstam's The Breaks of the Game, and you got to read Terry Pluto Loose Balls: The History of the ABA, because those are classics in my mind. Those are the three that I would put right out there at the top of my list, off the top of my head. All right, Smitty, I appreciate All that, right. and, hey, we, hey. and and we'll e. we'll note those. Yeah, go ahead, Jonesy. As see, Smitty's of my vintage. I can check every one of those off my list. They are they are on a shelf in my library right now. So I, I'm I'm good. I was I was waiting there to see what Smitty would say. Do I need to run out and buy a book? But uh, the seven seconds or less with Jack McCallum is is because I mean he's in the locker room and they needle him for like dipping into the buffet and stuff like that. It's it is a great read. It is a great read. And they truly do span basketball. Right, the Portland Trailblazers championship year yeah. with the issues with, with Walton and, and the Jack Ramsey team was the Halberstam book is fantastic. Terry Pluto's comic look comic look at the ABA is, is hilarious, but it deals with the evolution of the personalities. And McCallum seven seconds or less is what basketball is today. So uh, yeah, but that's a yeah that would be a trilogy that would get people from day one to now. 
Smitty, happy holidays to you and yours. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon. I'm going to go make some eggnog or something or eat a candy cane or do something like that. Do both. Do both. <laughs> Have it all, Smitty. Have it all. Why not? <laughs> like all a right. candy cane eggnog. Yes. Hey, put there some Baileys dip, in it, too. Make sure Baileys. there's rum or Baileys or yeah. something. Come on. Come on, Smitty. I know you will. There, there will be rum. Okay, good. Good. All right. All the best, Doug. <laughs> All right, Smitty. All right, we move from Doug Smith to uh, our fellow broadcaster from Sportsnet. I don't know if she's having any Baileys or eggnog or or anything right now, but uh, we always love chatting with Amy Otterberg. Amy, how you doing today? Hey, thanks. You know what's funny is I'm listening to you guys and I'm looking at my black coffee like, eh, could look <laughs> maybe it looks a little bit nicer, spiced up right about now. <laughs> yes, it could. It could yep. use a little splash yep. or something. Help us, help us get through these crazy yeah. days right now, Amy. Uh, um, hey, I, I I, I've got a, a nice little, a little softball for you off the bat. Traveling through the last couple of months, I, putting aside the insanity of travel, we all watch games. We all love watching the game and 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 scouting the next opponent, etc. But Amy, what's your go-to when you're away from the game? Are you binging shows? Are you watching movies? Are you reading books? Is it all three? Like, what's what's your go-to escape from the NBA and escape from hoops? Well, like because it's my first year, I'm still considering myself pretty active, and like I try to get out and just see where we are a little bit. Um, when I played basketball myself we saw hotel rooms and gyms. I used to collect shot glasses from the airport with our per diem. So I have shot glasses from everywhere, but I haven't seen places. So, um, yeah, I mean, really it's funny because yes, I've played a couple of months. I just keep going back to that one really long road trip. And I think that's the last time we were all together. So <laughs> it's kind of been a weird start to the season. Amy, I, I guess for me, you know, you being out on the road and, and, and doing all that, what's, what's, what's it been like for you? Is it, as you expected, uh, a little more challenging than you expected? You're able to handle the pace? Because people don't understand. When, you, when, you're, when you're out there, man, these games just, they're, they're nonstop. They just keep coming at you. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, what, what's, what's the biggest thing for you? For me, it's just been, we always talk about guys playing 82 games and, oh, yes, they're going to be tired. I mean, then when you start, like you said, you get on that schedule a bit and you're like exhausted and all you're doing is getting on planes and, you know, sitting there and doing your work. And I just think finding a new layer of empathy, if you will, for the players, just, it is, it's exhausting and it's, I mean, it's fun, and I, I, I have enjoyed it. That being said, again, it's kind of all just come to a stop, and we haven't been on the road since late November. So uh, maybe I'm <laughs> not quite in the middle of it. But, no, I mean, I think the biggest learning curve's just been, yeah, how crazy it is, especially um, that long road trip where we were in Portland to start things off. And we kind of hung around in Portland for a couple of days, and it was nice. And you're kind of like, oh, this is fun. This is, you know, nice. But went and found some nice craft breweries and then all of a sudden it was like Utah, Sacramento, and then on a bus to Golden State. So, and then, and then when you're tired, you go to Memphis and then finish in Indiana. So I think it's just the pace of it. Like you said, is, is a huge learning curve, but I just find myself thinking about not imagine playing, like having to wake up and play right now. <laughs> so you know, it, it's, it's a- it is a huge, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, Amy, to that point about trying to wake up and play. And and listen, everybody's comfort level is different. And 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 I'm talking about in terms of just everyday life right now and dealing with the pandemic and the virus and everything else. Go back to your playing days, Amy, and and you know try to try to go inside the mind of players right now, where you have a job to do, you must do your job, but you have to put aside whatever feelings, pro or con, you have about. Is this safe? Should we be doing this? Am I going to be putting my family at risk? No, I don't mind. I feel completely safe. Uh, it, there's got to be, you know, 10, 12, 15 different opinions and, and mindsets inside a locker room. But at the end of the day, it's lace them up and go because the show must go on. I mean, that, that's that got to be challenging, I would think, mentally for a lot of guys right now. Yeah, absolutely. When the news came out yesterday, and I don't, I wasn't too surprised about that game getting postponed, to be honest with you, but... That's the first thing I thought. It was like, you know, just these guys sitting on that runway, probably thinking, like, what's happening? What's going on? But also, as you said, walking that line of, hey, this is a business trip, still going to do a job. And I don't, I don't know how well I can relate because when I played, there was, we were not in the middle of a pandemic. You know, this is a totally different situation. And obviously, I think as an athlete, you go at some point you hit something, whether it's an injury, whether it's something at home, you know, for me, I had, my dad got really sick when we were away at Georgia. I remember we were at Georgia tech and I got a phone call. My dad was in the hospital and it was awful trying to just like stay focused at the same time. It's just a totally different story than trying to navigate living, working, playing with a family in the middle of a global pandemic. And I mean, and I think that that, and by the way, when your teammates are kind of getting put into health and safety, left, right, and center, it's, you got to just have this like also kind of dark cloud over your head. Like, all right, when's my number coming? Because if we've learned one thing in the last year and a half, it's you can do what you can do as much as you can and be as responsible as you think you're being. And it's not necessarily guaranteeing that you're going to not, um, not catch the virus, unfortunately. Yep. You're, you're unfortunately you're right about that. Amy. hence the reason I say, go pour that Bailey's into the coffee, enjoy your morning, yeah. enjoy the holidays. And we'll hopefully see you again in a, in a few days. Yeah, yeah, let's hope, definitely, guys. Thanks. Enjoy your holidays as well. Thanks so much, Amy. There is Amy Ottawa from Sportsnet as we uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, get set for uh, our next broadcast, uh, Jonesy, on Boxing Day with the Raptors and the Cavaliers. And uh, if not, if that game doesn't go in Cleveland, then the next game on the schedule would actually be at home when Toronto uh, hosts Philadelphia on the 28th of December, and we have found out in the last 24 hours, and this is kind of the weird, I don't know if it's even fair to say irony, the the weird luck, bad luck. Danny Green, before news went sideways, announced that because of the restrictions at Scotiabank Arena and because of issues get crossing the border and the fact that he wants friends and family and extended friends and extended family in attendance to see him finally get his 2019 championship ring from the Raptors, he was not going to have the ring presented to him on the 28th. He was going to wait till later in the season when I believe in April Philadelphia visits Toronto. And he, so he was already not going to do it. And mere hours after making that announcement, <laughs> Danny Green's in health and safety protocol. So it wouldn't have mattered anyway because he won't be in Toronto for that wow. game with the Sixers. It's crazy. Just crazy. I mean, we're approaching it, it like is, three years by the time crazy. he's going to get his ring. There will have been, yeah, there will have been three other rings presented, right? Uh, the Lakers in 2020. No, no, two. And two Milwaukee's presented already for three had years, it. yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, three years. Uh, crazy, crazy. 
Um, folks, if you like Smith & Jones, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you're tuning in right now, you're probably already subscribed, but pass it on. Make that your Christmas present. A little virtual email say, hey, check out this show, Google, Spotify, Apple, whatever it may be. Please rate and review the show as well.